Well, good morning, one and all. Happy, happy Deppy Monday. I feel like we're hot. Like, are we? Are we really hot? Are we peaking? I, I mean, we can, we can turn the volume down a little bit. I don't know. I just feel like we're a little bit toasty. I don't have the air on in here. No, I feel, I feel fine. I mean, it's a, it's a good Monday. It was a weird sports weekend. We didn't really have any ties to any of the teams. Did we watch the games? Of course. Of course. I took, I took a pretty epic nap did you from about like once i realized the first game was over i took a nap from the halftime ish of the first game to the end of the first quarter of the second game i had a paper i had to do last night so i scheduled out some emails realized it was 3 15 thought oh the game started at three mm. i was i was pulling for for brock purdy i, I know he loves jesus and I, I just thought maybe maybe i mean truthfully i was pulling for the two teams that lost Yes, yeah, so was I. The I moved to Florida in the '90s from Ohio, and mm-hmm. we were you got some ties to we, we, we were my pop ops from since I was a Boomer Esiason, Icky Woods era Bengals fan as a child. I've got and, nothing against Cincinnati. And my uh, other childhood team was the 49ers, not based on anything other than uh, Tecmo Super Bowl on the NES. And the uh, the game. Montana to Rice game with Roger Craig and Tom Rathman connection, and so I guess my thought is, don't they have like these shots available? That you just don't feel pain anymore, and you and you just kind of tough it out for two or three hours because Varsity Blues taught me that you can break a leg and just get a shot, and Dawson will come in and be like, "Don't do it." But like to just not even attempt to pass, and then Paul Walker could be like, "I could tell you what it does." Weird. It's very very sad, but. Look, we've got a lot to talk about, including Andrew's... But not a lot of sports. Well, a- Andrew had a sports clip haircut. We're going to get into all that and more. I still do. I still do. Because yesterday was Sunday. And this right here? This is the morning after. Intro. Intro. You got to click the button. I'm trying. Welcome to the morning after ministry show. A caffeine feud look back on the week and ministry that was. Well, again, it's Monday. My name's Tim. This is Andrew. Each and every Monday. It's what we do. No matter the weather, no matter the holiday, we are always here. The weather part, yes. The the holiday. We're like the postal service. The Postal service doesn't deliver on holidays. We don't have shows on holidays, Andrew. I, okay. Typically, well, depending on the holiday. Either way, we're here now. <laughs> we're here. We're here. We'll probably be here next Monday. There's a very good chance we'll be here next Monday. Tim, I sent you a Facebook memory yesterday. Oof. I sent you two Facebook memories yesterday. You did. The first was the reminder that five years ago yesterday was episode one. We had an episode double zero. From a hotel bathroom in Chicago. We don't count that one. But episode one was five years ago yesterday, and here we are 212 Monday mornings later. 212 times. I I tell my kids every few weeks, if you ever want to hear daddy talk about nothing for many, many hours after I die, here's the backlog. There will be video. I routinely call this the Seinfeld of ministry podcasts. (laughs) We don't really have... Don't know what we're talking about. It's fine. We have show notes. There's there are things to talk about. Sometimes we talk sports, but today we need to talk sports clips because Tim, I called Andrew called I called you to offer 
you a Starbucks. He was going to offer was, me a beverage. I was going through the drive-thru. You should have led with that and said he called me this morning and said, I'm just leaving sports clips. Sport clips? Sport clips. To which I immediately replied, who is, who's getting their haircut at sport clips on a Monday at 10 a.m.? They open at 10 a.m. on a Monday. And so uh, you you have the app. You check in. You're not going to win this. Like you're, you're just Earl. Not, thank you. No, Earl, stop, Earl. Thank you. Stop it. We the, have hang a, on. the other Facebook memory I sent you yesterday was also from five years ago, mm-hmm. and it was uh, my installation service here. And that's right. Um, our former superintendent's wife right. snapped a picture, and I was like bent over in prayer. And it was had I seen that picture when she took it. I would have started my uh, Rogaine and Propecia treatment eleven months sooner than I did. I mean, but it was it was it was it's very. Telling. There's there's there, look. There's not a lot up top now. It was Tony Soprano esque. Yeah, there, it was getting bad. It was very very thin. I mean, what we have now. I mean, this is. I mean, it was like a. Full, this is impressive. It was like an M shape, or a, uh, yeah, yeah. It was not good. I'm not saying sports sport clips helped. No, they 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 didn't. But Tim. It, there are so many incredible barbers in our right in your block. I, I don't have a ton. I have a few. Shout out to Brett's Barbershop. Um, every couple of weeks I see Brett. Tim, here's here's my situation. Number one. I got a, I got a low fade last week. Um, asked to bring the fade down about an inch lower than usual, as you can see. Tim, the barbershops on Main Street and Safety Harbor are all closed I'm, I'm gonna on Monday. I'm going to guess you got a, a two on the sides. I, I do a two up to a, a four to try a, to make this as unpuffy as possible because i've got a side again palette. if you don't know the difference between supercuts great clips sport sport clips they clips, just play espn while you're getting a haircut and a barber day. shop so a barber shop is licensed with a straight edge like they are they are a they are allowed to do things that those establishments are not allowed to do tim here's here's the situation which means you're not getting a skin fade at sport clips i'm they're not, not allowed to do it i'm not getting a they're skin not licensed fade. to do that why I'm a 40-year-old man. A low skin fade would look very good on you. It would not. With a straight edge razor with the hot shaving Tim, cream? Here's here is my reasoning. Now, for did sport five I mean, plus didn't years. Offer a shave either. They they did. Okay, I'm good. I'm just being lazy. Um <laughs> for five plus years I was going to my buddy Bruce at Bruce's barbershop. And I respect Bruce. I respect most barbershops on Main Street. But here's the thing. Their price more than doubled during mm. those five years. And not Bruce, but but the partner there at the shop just got meaner. It, beca- it became like the soup Nazi. Yeah, that's our second Seinfeld reference. Wow. But it became like Two in one show. the soup Nazi of barbershops. Laura says, stop the barber shaming. Would, no, 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 Laura, you're mis- you're misunderstanding. I, I am not barber shaming. I, I love these are not barbers. I as, love barbershops. Sport clips is not a barbershop tim it's the the price is doubled. earl says no shave for you <laughs> the price has doubled the service you know the, the price has consistently gone up while the service quality has gone down in that same amount of time and the the days that i know i need to to go they're usually closed and just i don't nowhere in my mind is this caramel latte blonde roast the best cup of coffee i've ever had I get it. But it's nice that I can go to any Starbucks on the planet and order the same thing and it'll taste the same. I go to any sport clips. No. Any, no. 
any person, any person that is there, they put in my phone number. They they have their little printout that says, "Oh, he's got a cowlick on in the back," and um, you know, here's exactly how we cut his hair. They have the little thing. It is a franchise. Oh, and sometimes it, it is franchises definitely a franchise work. But Tim, I, you know what? Next month, that's it. You're coming to see Brett. Brett, I, I'll, I'm going to text you in just a few minutes. Brett, you're going to yeah, just send him the link to this and. Uh, I, I'll just send him a picture of that, and he will probably <laughs> see you for free. I'm I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to get good advice. But sometimes, also, Tim, you have one child. Oh, you have five children. You have one son. I have one son. You have one son. I've taken him to sport clips one time. And they gave him a mushroom cut and never again. I have four boys. And they love they love the barbershop. No, they don't. Liam full on has like a nervous breakdown going there. Do you know what they do love? Sport clips. Sport clips. Especially Lukey because he Does really he likes... sitting in the airplane? No, he doesn't sit in the airplane. That's cookie cutters over by Target. They do that. <laughs> the, my, only one of my kids is young enough for that these days. But he, Luke really likes the uh, getting his hair washed and getting, and getting the shoulder massage and the hot towel treatment. Earl says sport clips is not the Starbucks of haircuts. It's closer to Waffle House. Yes. I love Waffle House. I do like Waffle House. I, but I am not too good for Waffle House. I'm not. Oh my goodness. This has been such a great conversation to kick off our show. We have other things that we need to talk about. I think it looks fine. I'm I'm glad they did. They say, would you like it squared or rounded in the back? uh, Squared, rounded or tapered were the, were the three choices. And there was a little poster on her mirror that had all three, what it looked like. And so I could, Oh, I understand this now. I've never understood that question. I've always, Oh, whatever you think, but I could make an informed educated decision because there is consistent branding throughout all their locations i mean i guess it's better than melissa cutting your hair she's never done that but i can't imagine that would go well she's she is what we call a uh, frustrated perfectionist you have friends whose wives yeah i cut my own hair for a season it was not good i was like oh i'm just gonna do this and save money i look at myself and I full on looked like Eddie Munster. During I, I never days. got the I'm gonna save money. Like it's it's not that much money. It's like it. You, so you skip two fast food meals that week, and and it's all covered. Yeah, that, and that you build month, a relationship really. with someone. I, I've got I don't know. For me, the the personal know your barber, get to know your barber. Your barber goes to your church. If, Sometimes, if if Bruce would come, he's he's been invited. I'd I'd go back, but. But do you know why my barber goes to my church? Because you went to the barber shop, Tim. <sighs> I get it. I, I'm just saying. I don't think you're gonna. Win. Jake says. Let me say this. I, I great clips. Is this like I brave heart? I great clips. I brave heart. Because I've had bad experiences with barbers. I've tried great clips. Is usually, I don't love this. It's not terrible, but it wasn't <laughs> expensive. I'm, I'm not, guys. You're not gonna win this one. I'm. It, I, I get. It I is a franchise that we've you all had bad experiences getting our haircuts. But once you it is worth venturing out to find that barber, gentlemen, the barber that gets you, that understands you, that's that's going to give you Jaguars football trading cards just because, you know, I I get it. But Tim, there's also something else we must you need to consider here. And you getting a haircut. Ooh, big deal. The guy has a. Full hairline and, uh, you know, naturally wavy hair. And if it's long, it looks good. If it's short, it looks good. This is what this is what I'm working with. There's not a lot. It's 
it is you know not a Seinfeld reference. I will give you a, a Gilmore Girls reference in Ooh, case your wife is watching. She might be. It's like Al's Pancake World. The food is not great, so that it, when it gets cold, it doesn't really lose that much. It's just okay. And I'm okay with just an okay Jake, haircut. I get it. You don't want your barber talking too much. Typically, you want a barber that's only going to talk to you when you talk to them, and that's kind of the case with my yeah. barber. Um, other than that, he's got a, a great bootleg movie on or 90s grunge music videos. So okay. that's that's typically I, my barbershop. He's got NBA Jam Arcade for my son in the back, so when my son comes, he gets to play. He's heating up. <clears throat> he's on fire. Boom shakalaka. I love NBA Jam. Who do you play with? I I play with the Orlando Magic. Was it was it Penny and Shaq in yeah, NBA Jam? Oh, of was course. It, I was. I, I, always, I, I, I mean, I used to be Utah Jazz guy. So if I had the mailman, mm-hmm. if I had Stockton, see, I would in NBA Jam. I would always play with uh, Seattle. Oh yeah. So I could be mm-hmm. uh, Sean Kemp mm-hmm. and uh, maybe Gary Payton, maybe Detlef Shrimp, depending on who I was were playing. The, if were, I wanted a shooter, so was that the Supersonic? Yeah. Was that your team? No. That was just on NBA Jam because yeah. Michael Jordan Michael Jordan would not license himself That's right. for NBA Jam. So there was no point playing with the Bulls. And so I would. Thank you, Dan. This content just reminded me to schedule my cut and beard trim at my local. That's the other thing with barbershops. You you schedule it out. You don't just walk in like you. You make sure they're available. It works for your time schedule. You block out your 40 minutes. That's a, that's a big commitment. Is it? You don't just wake up one day and say, oh, I need a haircut. No. I wake up one week and say, I need a haircut this week. When is Brett available and when when am I available? I get it. I think this is going to be an agree to disagree situation. I, I, I feel like it looks just as good as it did when I was going to see Bruce. Also, Bruce, Bruce won't wash your hair. I love getting my hair washed. Do you, do you get the scalp? Massage? No. At Sport Clips? Sport Clips, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, barbershops don't do that. I'm I'm a big fan of that. I'm not opposed to that. I'll, I'll be that. I, I do enjoy that. You you go into the, the dark room, they 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 turn the lights down as they wash your hair and you get the massaging chair. It's one they, it's a recliner. Why is the room dark? For because you're like leaning just back re- so they don't want to you more. Yeah, so they don't want to shine lights into your eyes while this isn't you're the dentist. Yeah. And it's just wonderful. Well, I'm glad you had an okay experience, but I guarantee you, your February cut is okay. going to be that much better. Well, so it's January 30th, so about f- four weeks. Three and a half weeks. So maybe maybe, maybe sooner, depending on say, the wings yeah, that are growing up the side of your head right now. It's, that's what it is for me. It's when the sides get poofy, <laughs> that's when I know it's time. Tim, oh. we should talk about the weekend ministry that was. We, had, we have had a we had, week. Like, We've had a week, boy. Tim, about three weeks ago, I, I mentioned on the show maybe a month or so ago that we've been um, seeing a group of people in their 70s and early 80s coming to our church from from another church that's undergone some transition. But about a month ago, kind of the, the leader of this pack comes to me with his wife and says, hey, we need to talk with you. When can we schedule an appointment? They were about to go out of town. And so we made an appointment like three weeks in advance to talk. And I'm like, man, this is... That's okay. I'm, I'm, no, I'm... They respected no, your I, schedule. I love that. But That's also, great. like, uh, this is something we need to talk about. Sounds we, serious. Exactly. It sounded serious. And so in my brain, I'm thinking, 
if someone is like, I want to come to your office, we need to talk about something, in my brain it's always, here is some niche theological issue that we care deeply about that we don't know if you do. Yep. Um, or... Been there. Um, you know, we're, we want to become members of your church, and you should know that one of us has been married before, or, you know, what one of those kinds of things. Sure. We want you to know we're this We're living about, together. You, what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. or, you know... It's for the alimony. Yeah, or we're... We got married. We just never sent in the marriage license because, you know, we're married in God's eyes. We've and heard so, it all. And so in my brain, I'm going through, OK, what is this conversation going to be? I, I really, really like this couple. He he finished second in our fantasy football league. And behind you. No. Oh, no. I had, I, did, I did not have a good year, Tim. I don't want to talk about it. Actually, a 13 year old. Drafted owner, uh, too many Bucks players. Huh? I did not. I Mike Evans was the only Bucks player I had. He actually had a decent. But uh, but it's pretty great because, you know, a guy in his 80s lost the championship to a 13 year old. So that's kind of a cool thing. I love it. It's the the whole gamut of the, the guys at our Spanning church. Spanning the generations. But fantasy football. They uh they wanted to talk with me because um they had been members of another church and this church had a memorial gardens behind the church. And okay. So, so, not, so you, you so, could be buried at no not there's not a cemetery, but they can bury cremains, cremated remains. Okay. And the pastor at this church had the special license so that he was allowed to be the one to bury the remains. And oh. they wondered if, A, I had that license, if, B, I would be okay with them being placed, you know, at, uh, you know, not at our church. I'm like, well, we don't have a place for remains at our church, so that's fine. Um, but, and then if I didn't have the license, if that's something that, you know, I would be willing to think about, I didn't know this was a license. I guess I've never been asked that question. I mean, we've, uh, well, we've done we've done many many memorial well, services and, and, and we, graveside services. We do memorial services as a side thing together as yep, well. We film them, we live stream them. And we sometimes you, them. Yeah, we officiate them because we have relationships with the. I've funeral. never been asked to actually do the burial, like, like burial yeah. remains. And so I get to googling, and it okay. is. The in Florida, if you do not work at a funeral home, mm-hmm. you can get a license, and it's called a direct disposer license. Okay, and now you have like you know, so it makes sense that a church that has a memorial garden, sure, that would make sense for the pastor to have that. But it was just like a really funny. Oh, now okay, I've never. Does that come with a certificate? I think it does. Can we print it out? And frame? Uh, I think. Because this wall I'm looking at here it could have a direct disposer. <laughs> I mean, you know, diploma, that, that diploma, needs, ordination. That needs to go on the resume. Direct, direct disposer. Direct disposer. I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to it. So what did you tell the well, family? I, I said, obviously, you don't have it. No, I don't have it. And I said, you know, that if you know, you are absolutely welcome to you know become a member of our church and still. And they were, you know, they didn't want it to be stepping on toes that, you know, they were planning on being sure. buried elsewhere. Which, and great. for us, we're, I'm 40 or 35. That's not anywhere in the back of my mind. They're not. And so that's the thing where, hey, we've made this, we've made these arrangements where they're, they care about these arrangements. They want them honored. And so it was just kind of a, hey, before we commit to being a part of the, the church for the next, hopefully, couple of decades, um, you should know that here's where we're planning on having our remains. And we want you to, to be aware of that. It was just a... It, that is a great conversation. It, 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 and it was wonderful. And they, it's really they left happy. And I left thinking, oh, that's a... I've never been asked that before. But again, this is, we talk... We joke about this is kind of ministry in in Florida. It is. That's we, true. There are... For sure. I mean, we are where America comes to die. 
that sounds terrible, but it was just really funny to me that, uh, Hey, are you able to, to do this? And uh, for, for them, sure. Why not? I could take an online class and get a certificate, but I'm also very curious as to, uh, what that class would be like. And if I take that class, should I live tweet it? Is live tweeting things still a thing? I'd, I think I would follow that thread. I could learn so many things. Laura says, don't people just put the Kermains in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? See, I tell Melissa all the time that if she goes before me, I'm going to put her in a Ziploc baggie in my sock. And I'm not going to let her go on Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm going to let her go on Dumbo and just let it go. Let it fly. So everyone behind you can Um, also experience Melissa. uh, Disney security, the thing that the contraband that they have to take the most is uh people's cremated remains on being, pirates yeah on splash being brought into the park um, splash mountain doesn't exist anymore tim thanks for bringing that up it's still, painful. It's, i know it's still it's that's still fresh very very fresh um also what what is our um there's <laughs> steve of- says you should put the remains on the wall behind <laughs> you no they they already have a place for them it's fine <laughs> <laughs> Jake um, says, yeah. I survive like Andrew, but wish I lived like Tim. Guys, I don't have an extravagant lifestyle. Do, do I do I splurge every now and then on a good barber? Yes. Not extravagant. It's the little things. Well, Andrew, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you should get the license. How much is it? It's $380 every other year. Oh, so it's, it's something you need to renew. It's something you need to renew. And so... okay. I, you know, I was saying, and I said, I told them, you know, I, I will look into this. This might be something to uh, minister to other families. So at my previous church, there was a longtime member, you know, resting elder, as we say, sure. who owned a funeral home. Mm-hmm. And so whenever someone's ashes were being buried, you know, he would come out and it was just like this. It was this guy I know. I get it. Who had a shovel. And so I didn't realize that, oh, well, it makes sense that we had... I thought it was just a way to honor him. Hey, he's the guy that made the arrangements at mm-hmm. whatever. But no, he was the licensed professional. But apparently there are things you need to know. You too could be a licensed professional. I could. For only 380 bucks Every other year. Every other year. I mean, it's about $190 a year. But... For the possibility to maybe one day <laughs> but bury the cremated remains of a church member but also i would say maybe when the first one went maybe that's when you start looking into it because a lot of couples want true. to be placed together that's true so there's there's that to consider as well and tim as you well know that 380 bucks might just be a drop in the bucket depending on uh some families when uh, you do a service for them it, it very well could be um, you know that I was actually late last Monday. You were. Because I was doing a, it was a private memorial. I don't do a ton of those. Typically we'll do, um, you know, celebrations of life at the church. Mm-hmm. This family uh, requested a, a private memorial at a local funeral home. Really sweet mom and pop shop. Not not a dignity, but just a really quaint, cozy. Which, which one? It was actually was it in the, Newport Ritchie the across du- the street. Dubies? Not, no. Oh. It was across the street from a big dignity in, in Newport Ritchie. Okay. But the funeral director was so kind, believer, mm-hmm. sat in the back, really good with families, you know, just yeah. that he'd been doing it his whole life. And there was maybe 10 people in the room. And then we held a celebration of life at Lakeview a couple of days later where originally it was going to be outside. Mm-hmm. So they had rented chairs and they called me about three days before and said, 
there might be more people coming. I don't know, that's fine. We'll move it inside. We have a, a beautiful building surrounded by glass. It's it looks like you're outside. Just as good as the outside without the the weather. Yeah, and you have air conditioning and microphones. So the service rolls around, and before you know it, it's standing room only. Thankfully, as people were looking for chairs, they, they squeezed in. We, they, everyone was able to find a seat. There were some there was, extra chairs that were rented. You could have brought those in. Well, they canceled the rental. Oh, there you they go. They canceled the rental. There was there was 200 plus people in attendance. I knew maybe a dozen or so of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up just being a really sweet service. I will say this. I don't know if you've done this before. The family did request an open mic. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not that I advise against it. It's just that when you need to be very cautious. Mm-hmm. Especially in a room that size, because anybody could get yeah. up and say anything. I always kind of make a joke like, hey, we are in church. Let's keep these PG-13 rated. Which I should <laughs> have done, not this time, but a time before. We had a military guy and his military buddies got up, forgot where they were. And mm-hmm. there were more F-bombs on stage than I've ever heard. Which most of your sermons are like PG-13. Very minimal. You're allowed bombs. three of them. That's it. And only that's one it. of them can be in a sexual context. That's the word. Very, for, that's the rule for PG thirteen. Very minimal f bombs. But this particular service went great. There was one guy who got up and said, um, "Bob, you were kind of a pest," and then sat down. <laughs> Everybody was laughing, and I, I, I followed up with, "Well, I we did say any fond memories." So it was really funny. Great service, and the family was so generous. It, 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 these, are, you know, this. Yeah, like these don't require a ton of our time. No, a couple of hours. We sit with the family. We pray we, with the family. We we share a Dropbox. We share a Dropbox. We, we so we have probably seven or eight funeral messages that we yep. share between the two of us, and we we take those and we, we copy and paste yeah, and we tweet, you know, we edit. Yeah, but we're, we're not doing a whole lot of studying. We're not. No, not no no. And I, I never charge a family, no. especially when it's part of my church. Yeah. It's just... It's a church member. Absolutely. But they ended up just being so generous to me and generous to the church. I was really blown away. It was just kind of one of those weekends where I was like, wow, that was Tim, I don't want to get into specifics, but could you now afford a direct disposer's license? Several. <laughs> like, it was just there, one of those, there, like, there guys, go. like, I texted the family. I was like, that was ridiculous. Like, I'm blown away by your generosity. Totally not necessary, but thank you. But very appreciated. Yeah, and it made me feel like, wow, like, they really valued whatever, you know, whatever time I, I spent with them. It was just a really, you know, you have those yeah. ministry weekends, you're like, that was pretty sweet. Like, and then you'll do the next yeah. service you do, you'll put in 20 hours, mm-hmm. and you'll get a hug. And you know what? That's, I'm okay with that. I was saying that's like, that's the as, way. As pastors, like we're we're good. That's the way it works with so many services like that. Yeah, some of them you're oh my goodness, and other ones you it was put in days worth of work. It and, was definitely the full gambit of pastoral ministry. Last week, I held a newborn on mm-hmm. Friday and mm-hmm. buried a member mm-hmm. on Saturday. We we had a newborn make his first appearance at church yesterday. And it was just wonderful because I've known mom and dad since they were engaged. They were um, members of my previous church while mom was in nursing school. And just the the cooing and, you know, the cooing and con in the back of the room is just the Uh, best. I love it. It's it is just about the best sound you can get on a Sunday morning. I visited this family and 
Um, new mama, so sweet. She was not letting go of that baby. Yeah. And I loved it. Like, I, I didn't even try. Like, I put my hand on, on mama's shoulder and hand on baby and prayed and didn't even try to take baby away from mama. And Steph was with me and we were just both just laughing and smiling. It was such a sweet, mm-hmm. sweet moment. Tim, did you see what Jake said? I'm, I'm going to read this out loud. Jake, uh, you're right. He says, sounds like you guys have had some abrupt transitions recently. Unfortunately, that is true. Just wanted to share about my transition. Okay, here we go. This is from Jake King. I've announced to my church after almost nine years that I have accepted a job outside the church world. Leaving well, church celebrating us as our time is ending and giving us gifts on our last Sunday. It is bittersweet, but looking forward to the next adventure. Still living in the same area with my wife's job. So those will be new waters to navigate. Uh, Jake, are you guys staying at the church or are you going to be venturing to a new ch- I've, I've wondered that so when you step out of yeah, vocational what, ministry the... like it, are the relationships okay to say yeah we can we can stay and worship and, and still mm. get plugged in here at our current church or is it easier to say we or to for find. the sake of whoever comes in next that's to that thing. role right to say hey the best thing for me to do is to go right elsewhere but then how do you it's jake it's i wish to i wish so more keep us in the loop. I wish more of us had that story yeah. where we can end well, we can we can celebrate our goodbyes. Honestly, it's what I wish for every church staff member. Yeah. At every church. Yeah. Like no matter what. Um, including our churches. Yeah. Let's let's celebrate a tenure well served yep. and nine years and, is a that's uh, a long time at one church. The lifetime of one of my kids. It's how long I've lived in my house. It's a long time. Jake says, probably venturing to a new one, great relationships, but some more complicated things with UMC votes happening. I get, totally it. get it. Like that, we don't say anything else. We've also each been through denominational transitions yep. and it's, uh, it's messy. It is. And you get to love all the people and keep the relationships, but sometimes the best thing is to move on to the next place. Timmy, speaking of moving on to the next place. I was going to segue that. Wow. Why did you? Same brain. Uh, Tim, we have in our show notes the church uh, membership trans, uh, transfers, which is so a part of the, church life, say, right? Th- this other couple that I was, uh, the, the couple that I was talking to, you know, that was one of the other questions that they had is, sure. you know, how do we honor our church where we've spent a decade plus? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to, you know, burn that bridge, but we also want to let them know that we didn't just disappear, that we're going elsewhere, and so, you know, we're do you do you send a letter? Do you have? somebody at the church send a letter to the previous church. How do you handle those transitions? So it depends on where they're coming from. You and I know a lot of area pastors. We do. We we got some buddies. Many of them are our dear friends. Yep. Uh, this happened just a couple of weeks ago. I got a text from a buddy of mine who's a lead pastor at a church just up the road. You know them well. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, is so-and-so going to Lakeview now? Uh I said, not sure. What does so-and-so look like? You say, I don't know. We have so many new people. I can't keep them all straight. I'm not Frank. Okay, that's true. You should listen to Practically Pastor. <laughs> we, we got to teach him last week. It was funny. Uh, he described the gentleman. I said, yeah, he has been coming to Lakeview. He said, okay, uh, just know he's former member of our church. So that, you know, I we had a good conversation mm-hmm. about it and made sure that they had a conversation about it because typically mm-hmm. when I do talk to someone and they say, hey, I came from this church, usually I say, huh, that's great. You know, I know their pastor. And then they kind of just stare at me for a mm-hmm. second. They're like, I'm like, ha. so my question to them is, you know, why, why did you leave? Mm-hmm. Did you have a conversation with the pastor? Did you leave on good terms? And if not, 
my recommendation is, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to help in this process, mm-hmm. but I do think you need to have at least a conversation yeah. with the pastor to make sure that they know what's going on. They can learn and grow from it. And there were some very specific reasons. And I talked to the pastor. He's like, yeah, we're, that's like areas we are literally working on right now. Yeah. Like I, I get it. Now, if someone's coming in from another state, another city, it's pretty obvious, right? They, they've moved. Yeah, they, the they've area. moved and the location has changed. From a denominational standpoint, we don't require any sort of letters. You mm-hmm. just need to come to membership class at yeah. Lakeview where we and your we, questions answered. And we, we also don't questions. require that you shred your previous no. membership, but kind of as a courtesy to let another church know, hey, we're, we're not we're not actively trying to poach your people. Right. But sometimes people want to go elsewhere. Church transfers are kind of a kind of a messy part of ministry. Yeah. Some some because end up working out well. Some it's like, you know what? There's some people who are just gonna keep bouncing. Yeah. And we see that, you know, as a, a small church, you know, the the idea of, you know, kind of a healing church. Hey, yeah. we're gonna be, We we yeah. use the term healing church. Yeah, a lot. we're gonna be some we are going to be right for this season. Yep. And that might not mean that we are the right place for forever, especially because you know, there are other churches with different resources and different ministries for for more life stages mm-hmm. and we're kind of a, Hey, we're, we're a small church and we're going to do our best to serve and love you well in whatever season you're in right now. But I get it. We don't have the resources or the manpower to do all things, especially when, um, I'm the one doing most of the things as are you. <sighs> Andrew, I had a great <laughs> conversation. We'll get there. I had a great conversation with a young couple first time at Lakeview yesterday. And you know, just, Kind of some just, yeah. just pleasantries. Where are you coming from? And and immediately the topic of church hurt came up. Yeah. 17 years at another church. It's a long time. It's a long time. And, and this this was not so, a, as long as I've been married. This is a young couple. Mm-hmm. So they grew up in this church. Um, and, and my first response was, you need to heal. Yeah. So do not do not jump in on any serve team unless you absolutely want to mm-hmm. or you feel a need to. Don't feel any pressure to join a home group right away. Mm-hmm. Just come attend, heal up. You can be anonymous for a season. And that's okay. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't yeah. have to immediately get plugged in right when you start going to a new church. Some people feel that desire, and that's great too, but this was just one of those, you know what? We can be that healing church. Jake says, your conversation on healing church helped me last week. We don't need healing in the church wound perspective, but after, and this is true, this is a different take, after working somewhere for so long and your whole family being involved, I think we... We will need a season of just attending at some friends' churches yeah. before we decide a new church home. It's like a rest and recovery, you know, and and not recovery like celebrate recovery, but you know, with absolutely any type of yes of. Not that I'm an expert when it comes to exercise, but you know, recovery is a big part of Andrew gaining the strength. lead pastor of Live Oaks Bible Church. I attended Lakeview for over a year. Yeah, they did not get overly plugged in. They didn't jump in serving. Yeah. They just attended to heal up while they were in between in that transition period. Right, I get it. And it was a really sweet time. I, I loved having a good buddy at, at, uh, at Lakeview, but I also knew this wasn't going to be forever. Yeah, and that's part of what we do. All it's that to say, forever. being a healing church is not a bad thing. No, I don't the, think so either. We we serve a purpose. I think I say being a healing church, but also uh, being a teaching hospital. Like for mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not actually a hospital. Like we're not doing stitches or, or surgeries or anything. But we're not licensed. No, yet for. <laughs> But for three hundred and eighty dollars every other year, we could bury you. We could, but not like you're not a corpse, just the cremains. Only the cremains. The idea of hey, there are some churches that are going to be able to afford a fifty-five, sixty thousand dollars a year associate pastor or youth pastor or worship leader. 
um, that's wonderful. That's not going to be us. You know, we're, we yep. were 85 ish people in person with, you know, 10 or so online. Mm-hmm. And that is top five or 10% of attendance Sundays in the five years that are yeah, almost six years. If I've you've seen the safety Harbor parking lot, you would know how awesome that actually yeah, is. I don't even know how you fit them. People we, in. We, they, we had people, um, you know, they're, they're, the people that live within a mile are just walking at this point. They have it's just, to. It's just easier. Like just to make room for the amount of cars in your, what, what are there, 40 spots? No, there's 24 paved wow. spots. Wow. 24 paved spots wow. and then, you know, some street parking. You're going to need everyone and to drive a 12 passenger and everyone pick we're up We're trying to get a couple of uh, golf carts. You just get people to That's park in the library. Idea. and Is that to, okay? Are they allowed to do that? Oh, yeah. Great yeah, idea. Yeah, library's closed on Sunday. How many parking spots are there? A billion See that you are yeah. such a smart, smart pastor. But the thing that we can do, so like like Dylan is a great example of, hey, we can be a great first job and sure. a mentoring job That's and true. a training job, just like there are some hospitals where you're going to have the physician standing over the shoulder of the 26 year old mm-hmm. um, intern who sure has that medical degree, but yeah. has not actually delivered a lot of babies or perform performed a lot of appendectomies. I almost said colonoscopies. And I figured that, one. that'd be a very different conversation, but uh, we can be a teaching church yeah. that gets to lean in and that's something we get to do. But when you are that kind of church, sometimes uh, <laughs> there's some roles to fulfill, Timmy. And sometimes there are multiple roles to fulfill at the exact same time. Laura, yes, I'm going to go yeah. out on a limb here and say, yes, you can. Laura's one of, she can drive the golf cart. She's licensed to drive the golf See, cart. See, here's what I want to do. Why not? Laura, you know our fellowship hall. We have Why double not? doors. I want to back the golf cart in to the double doors of the fellowship hall during the week. And Oof. so then Sunday mornings we can just like open both doors wide and peel out with the golf cart. I think that'd be so fun. That'd be so cool. That'd be, it'd be great. But Timmy, you're a, you're <laughs> playing... I've got a confession to make, yeah. Andrew. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the ahead. Confession and, is you've been razzing me for years about doing too many things and doing everything. And why are you running the live stream? Why are you, you know? It's true. Yeah, I've been giving you a a hard time for quite some time. So quite I'm just gonna make sometime. this public apology because I'm not too big of a man to apologize. I, I have no problem apologizing. I just want to say this. Can we go to sport clips? Absolutely <laughs> not. That will not happen. I get it. Yeah. I get it. There are seasons in ministry where you might need to do a little bit more. Now, I, I'm calling it a season, Andrew, yeah. and this is this is true. I don't think we're called to do everything all the time, no. but there are times when we're called to do more than what we thought we could handle, and the Lord gives us what we need to be able to handle that. Tim, let me ask you a question. Um, who was the speaker at youth group this uh, past week at Lakeview? I uh, preached uh, youth group. Who uh, was planning with the leaders in the youth group this Friday night? It was Thursday evening, and I held a student leader okay. meeting at uh, Subway, paid for their subs. Okay, Tim, let me, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Um, who was preaching Sunday morning in both services at Lakeview? I preached the 930 and the 11 All right, let me ask Lakeview you this Church. question. Um, who was the, the drummer in the, uh, the the praise team this weekend at Lakeview? I might have slapped some skins behind the drum set. So what you're saying is you're doing all the things. I'm doing a few things. All the things that you have been razzing me about for years. Minus the drums. Well, Although I would love to see that. It would not be good. You actually have a great drummer. 
We do. We we have multiple great drummers. We have an embarrassment of riches. Just I need to borrow a drummer. Well, I can sell you one. Uh, eh, I don't know. Um, we we have we've got some musicians, which is wonderful, Tim. But you uh you're doing all the things right now. You're playing all the roles. Doing a few things. You could just say that I have quite the extensive set and collection of name tags and hairnets right now. A few different roles at the same time. Again. My elders and I have had numerous open conversations about this. Um, it is for a season. The plan in student ministry is to lead all things student ministry through the summer. Yeah. You you know how big summer is in student ministry, and I want to make sure we have a very smooth transition and handoff for whoever that next person is. And in in worship land at Lakeview, the, the plan is to just take things slow, mm-hmm. to not not rush the process. We have an incredible team of volunteers who are just rocking and rolling but your a-team drummer is now filling in as as team lead or jamie height leader who you may know him as large bass big bass is what i call him strongest man at lakeview he's very strong he's leading uh worship for lakeview right now and also he's leading student ministry worship as well so he's he's carrying yeah and shouldering quite a bit but again this is only for a season yeah and you know what i'm okay with that Timmy, I'm okay with that. We said we were going to try to end at 11.45. It's 11.49. We haven't even talked about the topic that we named the show after today. We called it Jokes for Days. <laughs> Tell your story, Timmy. I don't... It wasn't that Tell I was... Tell your story. I wasn't trying to be overly funny. Some sermons are funnier. Some sermons, the text just lends for um, more of a, a joking posture at times. I, I... I walked off the stage, I got home, and, and my wife said, wow, I didn't know I was attending a stand-up comedian routine today did you say thank you i did i said well did you laugh she goes we all laughed a lot i some of the jokes i i I ripped from other pastors some and you know how these go like you can't plan every joke some you can plan and write out but typically if i write out a joke i'm like oh man this is gonna kill and it doesn't and i get crickets and then if i say something off the cuff i have to like pause because like all right people come come back and pay attention but yeah you can't always plan what's gonna be funny you can't. What? And there's a, so there's, you're, there's a balance and I'm sorry, there. And you're going through John, and we're you're, you're towards John, the end. We were finishing the high priestly prayer again. I was going to say, not necessarily a funny passage. No, it's not, which <laughs> which is probably why it needed a little bit of levity. But Jesus was reiterating, yes. again, the, the, the cry for oneness and unity. Mm-hmm. So I had said, hey, parents in the room, you know, what do we do? to make sure our kids get the point, we, we reiterate. Mm-hmm. We say multiple things multiple times. And I, I opened with, hey, you know, if you're a parent in the room, we love your kids. Um, they're awesome. Um, in fact, you should make more. Not right now. Not. That was the, uh, that was the that's joke. That's a funny joke, Tim. As in not right now in the middle of Yeah, I, I get it. There were there were quite a few laughs. Tim, my, uh, my Grams, may she rest in peace. She is buried in a solid pine box where no nails were used because she decided in her mid-80s that she did not want there to be anything that would not um, naturally decompose. And so she had a coffin made with like uh, dovetails, right? That's what they call it, so that there would be no no nails. She didn't want to contribute to any rust and uh, was buried without any metal, you know, no jewelry or anything because... uh, no zippers because she did, didn't want uh, to contribute any rust to the planet. But my Grams also told me when I had changed majors during my undergrad, 
She said, Andrew, you're usually kind of funny. Nobody wants a funny pastor. (laughs) (laughs) She like looked me square in the eye and was like, don't you dare try to be funny. And you're like, I'm going to take that challenge. Um, I'm going to take on that. It's just like Melissa will remind me regularly. Because you know she's typically not in. We think we're funnier than yeah, I than everybody. Else. I think I'm hilarious, but we're really not. That but funny. my gra- my my wife will be told sometimes on a Sunday morning in the fellowship hall. Oh, Andrew told a really funny story. Oh no, and oh no, she'll get home and be like, "Would would your Grams have been upset with you this morning?" <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I think she probably would have. <laughs> it's. But how can you not? I don't, like I don't, when it's, I, when it's see, I, I get it. You could go overboard, and there have been times where I've probably taken it too far. Here's what happened, I think. My Grams had a very, very serious pastor. Yep. The guy that came in after the, like... I third, think most of our pastors were serious. Yes. And that's probably why we tend to I go. don't know that I ever heard the Reverend Dr. Richard Procknow crack a joke, ever. <laughs> but he also... His goal was to be done in 28 minutes. Sure. So that was we were no always time, no time for jokes. When we were always the first. We were always the first church at Luby's Cafeteria. We got out before anybody else. So thank you, Doctor Procknow. Yeah. Um. But I think my Grams had a pastor who came in and was funny, but it was like the church transition period. Yep. And so she attributed the hey, a lot of members are leaving because the pastor that's been there for 30 years who's married people and baptized the kids and all this stuff is gone, and so now it's the natural time where people are going to look. She said it was because the new guy was funny, and so nobody wants a funny pastor. And so when I was like 20 or 21, she was down in Florida visiting, and she just said, Andrew, you're, you're kind of a funny guy sometimes, but you can't be. Funny. <laughs> what a great so, line. Nobody, yeah. Nobody wants a funny. Nobody wants a funny pastor. Sorry, Grams. I'm not. I don't. When I try to be serious is when I come across as extra goofy. Oh, for but sure. I, Definitely. Yeah, that just, happens just, to me way too often. Just be yourself. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. If you got a joke in there every now and then, that's okay. Yeah. Can you go overboard? Sometimes. Yes. Can. Can you get carried away? Yes. Can you? uh really enjoy hearing the laughter more so than the ums or the amens. And so you, you aim for the laughter sometimes, but, (laughs) but you can also be too serious of a pastor. So I'm, we, we say this all the time. Like we, we, we vow never to take ourselves too seriously. I will take what I do very seriously. I will never take myself seriously. Those guys aren't fun to hang out with. Like they're just not, they're not. And they just, they're probably (laughs) depressed because they're not funny enough. They don't laugh enough. Sorry. So, Grams, I'm sorry, but I I had a couple zingers yesterday. We were talking about we're doing a new series on the life of Samuel. Heard of him? And I was saying how uh, you shouldn't leave your preschooler at church; just abandon them there. Speaking and of preschool, boy, CJ people, was at uh, preschool yoga today. People thought that was great. That sounds terrible, <laughs> CJ. I love you. I you don't abandon your preschooler. Oh I would have, I would have laughed at that, Tim. I know we got to wrap up. We've we got do. other stuff to do. Yep. We had our our pancakes in the park. We, which is a great event. We you feed all the we, homeless. We, uh, no, <laughs> not a, we kind of used to. It used to be at like the sketchy park. I thought and, you did. Used and to and do the that. the city moved it to now the uppity park, um, because at you're fall, feeding you're feeding the wealthy. Folly Farm. Oh, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. So they have a camp out a couple nights a year, mm-hmm. and they've asked us to do pancakes at the park for this camp out. So we've got, I think sixty five people camped out. So maybe a hundred people are coming to do the pancake breakfast. Sure. And there's this one family who, like, they kind of look familiar. I don't know why. And this little girl who's a preschooler is just looking at me. And she and her dad come up. 
and he says, hey, I'm so-and-so, and my daughter just said, sometimes that man watches me while I dance. Oh, boy. It turns out she's a preschooler here at the Safety Harbor Little School, and sometimes the dance class that's in there in some mornings, I'll be walking in and I'll wave at the kids, but... Mm -hmm. The way that the three-year-old articulated that was, I, sometimes that man watches me while I dance. And so the dad and I got a really good laugh out of it. And uh, he just wanted to you know, thank our church for doing the pancakes, but also for opening the doors for the preschool to have moved in. And you know, they was talking about how wonderful that, is, that was. But boy, was that a funny, awkward I, introduction to a conversation. I hope no child intros me in that way. Yeah. <laughs> Derry says, Tim, at any point, do you follow up a joke with, I'm here all week, folks? I do not. I do. Andrew does. Tip your ushers. CJ says my slim fit jeans weren't made for yoga of any kind. Should have been wearing the joggers. My body was not made for yoga of any kind, but that's okay. <laughs> Timmy, we got to wrap it up. We got to go. We got to go. Um, I'm picking up three mobile orders at Chick-fil-A. It's a lot of mobile orders, Timmy. Word has gotten out at the school that Tim picks up Chick-fil-A mobile. So if you if you need me to pick up your Chick-fil-A mobile order, I'm here Should for I the area. Should I send a mobile order so that I don't have to drive separately? I'll pick it up for you. Mm. Whatever you need. All right. Hey. I'm here for you. Same bat time, same bat channel next Monday. Oh, thanks to our sponsors, the Chapter 7 and everybody else. that You know who you are. Every yeah. head we don't bowed, need to thank every you. eye closed. There you go. We're good. We got it covered. We see that hand. See you next week. And we'll see you next week.